Welcome to the True Face Podcast, where we have conversations about what we can learn from what's going on in our lives. My name is Robbie Engel, and I'll be your guide as we learn how to increase trust and experience grace. A lot of us get stuck in our relationships with God, and we end up wondering, is this really all there is to it? So we develop at TrueFace relational grace-based discipleship resources, equipping you to journey the 18 inches from your head to your heart, to experience the deeper relationships with God and others that Jesus makes possible. And uh, some of those resources are, are, are pretty much a lot of those resources, most of them are found on our new app, which I'm super excited to share with y'all and tell you about. Our team has been working to organize and capture all these resources, the one-on-one True Face conversation, uh, our small group curriculum, a place where you can find these blogs and podcasts where people can ask questions and relate to each other, uh, where we have the True Face journey framework for leaders and group members. All of this is now on our app. So if you go to the App Store or Android and you type in True Face Life, Go download the app. It's awesome. And we have some updates coming in the coming months, which is going to make it even cooler. Uh, But our team's been working, so please download the app. And for these podcasts, we hope that these are resources and tools to help encourage you as you're running on the treadmill, driving, walking, whatever you're doing. And we'd love if you hit subscribe. If you click five stars, that just helps this message reach more people. So please uh, help us get this message of grace to more people. And today I want to talk about something I've been struggling with. Uh, I don't know about you, but I can never seem to find or even get my head around the healthy balance between contemplation and action. I was recently on a call with my spiritual director process and my struggle to find this balance. Finding my footing between stewarding the to-dos of life and the act of being present with my family, my friends, and especially with Jesus. This is, of course, uh, it called to mind the classic story of Mary and Martha, where these women find themselves choosing different paths in their experience with Jesus. This is found in Luke 10, 38 through 41, and and I'm going to read it to you. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way... He came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered. You're worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Martha has chosen what is better and it will not be taken away from her. The truth is, I want to be like Mary, but I typically wake up acting like Martha. I know I'm not alone. This is a pretty universal struggle, but as I processed these truths with my director, I felt the tension of faith versus works. And he called my attention back to the fact that the story of Mary and Martha isn't meant to be read in isolation. It's actually meant to be read alongside the story of the Good Samaritan. Never before had I heard that these two stories were connected and that they were intended to be read and understood alongside each other. My director reminded me that narrative context is key to understanding scripture. Context helps us understand how a story like this mirrors or juxtaposes another 
while also providing deeper insight for us as the reader. This is critical in understanding what Luke was doing in teaching. Luke set up a more compelling discussion of what it means to follow Jesus by placing these two stories together to unpack the foundational truth set up right before this in Luke 10, 25 through 28. This is a setup. Uh, This is coming, it comes right before the story of the Good Samaritan and then the story of Mary and Martha. And this is, and this is how these two stories are set up. It says in Luke 10, 25 through 28, on one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law? He replied, how do you read it? He answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love, the neighbor, love your neighbor as yourself. You have answered correctly, Jesus replied. Do this and you will live. Now, this is a pretty major setup to one of the biggest existential questions in our entire lives. What must we do to inherit eternal life? And this question points to an, an equally deep question. What's the point of life itself? To these questions, Jesus goes in and responds to them. So we get to continue with Jesus' response in Luke 10, 29 through 37. He says this. Uh, well, it says this, not Jesus. It says in, in Luke, but he wanted to justify himself. This is the teacher of the law. So he asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor? In reply, Jesus said, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he was attacked by robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road, and when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. So too, a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was, and when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of Roberts? The expert in the law replied, the one who had mercy on him. Jesus told him, go and do likewise. I love this story. The parable of the Good Samaritan calls us to love one another with a sacrificial love. Jesus also provided a definition of who we're called to love that is so broad. It even includes our enemies. This definition also clarifies that we are called to serve others, to care for their needs, and to love everyone, period. Full stop. Think about now this in the context of this amazing dual teaching. Luke has placed these two stories together to highlight the tension and the complexity found in our call to love God and to love others by placing these stories of the Good Samaritan and Mary and Martha together, both after that set up by the teacher of the law of what we must do to inherit eternal life. See, This goes to the very root or the motives inside of our hearts. These stories touch on the ever-present struggle that we have of pleasing versus trusting God. The chicken and egg of how grace and action are connected. And most of us 
have a predisposition toward either the story of Mary and Martha or the story of the Good Samaritan. Some of us who, by nature, are more contemplative gravitate towards the heart of Mary. We desire to be present with others, to experience life as it comes, and to take the time to feel and to love others fully. For those of us who are more prone to action, we're drawn to Mary, sorry, to Martha, or the story of the Good Samaritan saying, see, faith without works is dead. We're called to love and to serve and provide for the needs of others. God's grace though, is sufficient enough for both of these teachings to be held and to be stewarded together. These stories offer a fuller spectrum of understanding for our mission as they help us unpack this dual commandment of loving God and loving others. We have a responsibility to act, to serve, and to love others. And this, in my life, is an overflow of love which is received first from a loving God. My relationship with God is found through sitting at his feet and receiving his love for me, letting him love me, which then overflows to others. Without this source of receiving God's love, I can't love others with much depth or for very long. I want to be quicker in my own life to slow down and to be with God to experience his love, to learn from him, and to be with him. I want to do both. I want to be still, and I want to have action. I want to receive, and I want to give. I want to live by faith, and the evidence of that faith will look like works. Love God and love others. This is so simple and so complex that we get to spend the rest of our lives maturing into understanding and applying these commandments to our lives. I I want us to wrestle with this, and I want to leave us with a couple questions that we can process through prayer. The first one is, God, what truths about faith versus works can you reveal to me in the connected stories of Mary and Martha, as well as the Good Samaritan? The second question is uh, that we can ask God is, God, you know my heart. What are your hopes for me today to lean into contemplative time being with you or to be more aware of how I can love those around me with the love you've given me? Thanks for joining into these conversations as we process what we're learning and what we're thinking about. And our goal is to help you experience and apply grace into your everyday life through sharing stories and processing the principles of them as we all learn to live into our true identity. If you enjoyed this, again, it'd be helpful if you click five stars, subscribe to it, and share it with your friends. And thanks for tuning in, checking out our app at called the True Face Life on the App Store, and we'll see you next time.